Amen. Good morning to everyone. So happy that you have tuned in with us this morning as we give God glory in this house. Let us pray. God, we do thank you for allowing us to come forward and to stand and praise your name. We thank you, God, for this first year in 2022, this first month, first Sunday in 2022. And we give your name glory for allowing us to be able to stand and to deliver a word and to praise your name. So God, let the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God. And you are our strength and our redeemer. And we say, amen, amen. I'm not going to be long, uh, but I will take the first leg of this sermon. Because somebody out here knows that life is full of troubles. Life is full of trials, Pastor I, and life is full of tribulations. Somebody out here, out there, wherever you are, know that life is full of disappointments. Life is full of downturns and life is full of dilemmas. Do I have any witnesses out there? I'm imagining that you're seeing me and that you're waving your hands right now. Somebody here knows that what it feels like to be caught in a snag, caught in a hiccup, or caught in what I call a snickup, which is caught between a sneeze and a hiccup. Somebody's going to get that one after a while. And that will, we will get caught in precarious situations. I've been told to change my mic, so I'm going to change my mic. I get to work. And you all know that at the beginning of every year, people come up with all these slogans and catchy phrases to labelize if there is such a word how to handle the forthcoming catchy situation that we believe are coming in the year of 2022. Am I right about it? I hope I am. I know I am. I bet some of you said I'm going to lose weight back in 1998. That was your phrase. Or, or some of you said, I'm going to make more in 2004. I know you did. I probably raised my hand right here because I did some of the same thing. Didn't some of you say uh, you, we would do better on the scene in 2019? I, I know uh, y'all are checking me out saying, what kind of slogans are these? And, and some of us probably said that you would have plenty in 2020. Oh, go ahead on and and slap fire with your neighbor in your house or wherever you are. I know I'm being a bit facetious, but the point is that every year 
we come up with some new C-A-T-C-H-Y catchy phrase about the new year. But living up to it is often a different story. That's a sermon for a different day. We won't go there today. Today, we are not pre presenting to you uh, a true catchphrase other than our theme today, which in the spirit says you got to get caught in God's catch-22. Why? Because we can't handle all of life's dilemmas by ourselves. Did you hear me? Uh, and we can't or couldn't handle them in years past, and we certainly won't be able to handle them now. I hope I still got some witnesses out there because uh, we are going to help us. Uh, we want you to help us preach today. I hope we still got some tests that have turned into some testimonies out there today where some of our situations were just too large, were just uh, too complex and just a, a situation that we just saw as an impossible thing. And it was too hard for us to handle on our own. Come on, somebody. I hope there's still some testimonies that God came and brought you through. And we just came to remind you today in 2022 that we need the power of the Holy Almighty God, the great I am, the, I, the great Jehovah to guide us through life's situations. And because it is often that we find ourselves in a catch-22, and we're going to find ourselves in a catch-22 in 2022, we must learn to heavily lean on God as we go through our situations. Am I right about it? I know that I am. I'm not even waiting for your response. I'm being facetious again. God is who we need when we get caught in a catch-22. So let me explain and define a catch-22 before Pastor I comes and gives us more of the sermon. A catch-22 is a dilemma or difficult circumstance from which there is no escape. Anybody ever felt trapped in one of life's situations? Did you feel like they had put you in prison and they turned the lock on the door and then they threw away the key? And so you were in a catch-22. You were in it, but you couldn't finish it. You couldn't get out of it. You just were in it. It's caused, a catch-22 is caused by mutually conflicting or dependent circumstances. And the same thing keeps kicking your butt over and over again. Anybody out there ever had something that's kicking your butt over and over again? Or let me put it this way, you seem to be going around and around that same mountain. And you don't seem to be climbing high enough to get out of the valley. Or, or, or you got some 
different circumstances that congeal mean merging together so that you get hurt over and over and over again. I don't know about you, but let me raise my hand one more time and tell you that I know that I've been in that kind of situation. I got the bumps to prove it. I don't know, but, 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 but I've been in Catch-22s, and I know what they feel like. So I can't, can't address yours, but I can certainly address mine. You, you, you want to be done with it. You want to drop the issue in the river, but even the, the brook has dried up, or, and, and you can't forget uh, 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 that there's not enough water to wash away your problem. And then the devil keeps on getting busy in your life. Amen, somebody out there. Because you thought you had it licked and then here it comes again. Catch 22. But let me, let me tell you a little more about a catch 22 and I'll sit down. The phrase was coined in a satirical war novel written by an American author named Joseph Heller. And although it was fictional, the novel and the subsequent movie examines the absurdity of war and military life through its main characters, a guy named Yosarian and his fellow soldiers who try to maintain their sanity while fulfilling their requirements to the service. As a result, the Catch-22 focuses on logically impossible dilemmas. Let me say that again. Logically impossible dilemmas. They are logical, but they are impossible, and they are dilemmas that were encountered by the soldiers during World War II. Anybody ever had any logically impossible dilemmas in your life? Again, I... I love to raise my hand. I, I know because I'm telling the truth about myself. But some of these sermons are for me and, and, and for you too, but not just for you, but for, for me and Pastor I as well. For instance, a major catch-22 in the novel tells us about how pilots were told that they could stop flying missions if they could prove that they were insane. That being said, whenever they claimed insanity so they could stop flying the military would send out the psychiatrist to rush in and declare them sane so and, and fit for duty because they expressed a sane desire not to fly into danger it was a catch-22 and here are some symptoms of uh, I mean synonyms of a catch-22 difficulty Trouble, worry, complications. Now, some of us know them as stumbling blocks. Some of us know it as I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. Some of us know it as being tore up from the floor. It's a major predicament and these names are just a few of many. But we want you to know that no matter the predicament, no matter the setback, no matter the drawback, if your catch in, for 2022 is being wrapped up and tied up and tangled up in Jesus, then your misadventures, your hurdles, 
your hangups, and your misfortunes will not have a chance to hold you down. Did you hear me? If you're tied up and tangled up and wrapped up in Jesus in 2022, your catch will make sure that you move forward. Your catch for 2022 is that anchor that you hold in Jesus Christ. Your setbacks will not get the best of you in 22. The, your setbacks will not get the best of you in 2022. In fact, I heard somebody else say that your setback is a comeback. It's a setup for a comeback. I, I've heard that. In other words, you will come through your catch 22s if you land in the master's hands. And so, your catch 22 for 2022 should be in Jesus. Well, 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 as you have already heard and uh, I got the point from Pastor Keith that you can see and tell that he is on a roll here this morning with his catchy rhyming phrases. And I, I don't think I'm able to keep up with him this morning right now anyway, so I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, uh, and we're going to get ready to take a look at our text. You see, this story that I read just a little bit ago for your hearing is one that I've always found very fascinating, Pastor Keith. Here, here in our story, we, we find Jacob, whose name by definition actually can be uh, translated to deceiver, uh, but uh, he, and so he is a deceiver, he is a trickster, but he's also being deceived and tricked by good old Uncle Laban. Uh, he lays his eyes upon Rachel, who is his cousin, but she's also eye candy, and she comes up to water her daddy's flock. Uh, 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 Rachel was a shepherd. I know we don't hear a lot about shepherd girls in the in the Bible, but that's exactly what Rachel's job was. Uh, apparently, they went ahead and made a love connection, and he decides that he wants to take her for his bride. Now, the bride price is seven years of labor working for Uncle Laban, and in return, at the end of seven years, uh, she will become his wife. And he, her husband. Uh, but we got a problem here, Pastor Keith, uh, because she has an older sister named Leah. And the Bible only tells us in verse 17 that Leah had no sparkle in her eyes. Uh, and so we're going to say that Leah probably wasn't too much to look at. Uh, but at any rate, he ends up with her anyway because daddy played the old bait and switch game uh, with Jacob. Uh, oh, it's already a mess. You see, on the night of the wedding, Laban brings Leah to Jacob, but uh, 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 Jacob,
Jacob has had a little bit too much to drink, and so he doesn't realize that he is laying beside Leah, and he sleeps with her. All right, so when the morning comes, in the morning, when the sun is cracking through the sky and coming up over the horizon, uh, uh, Jacob realizes that his wife is not the one that he has just consummated the marriage with. And as we all can understand, he is, un he is upset and he confronts Laban about the situation. But basically, y'all, can I tell it? Can I tell it like this? Um, and Laban basically says, uh, uh, "We don't roll like that around here, because Leah is older and she goes first. Um, whether she cute or not, um, whether you like her or not, uh, she got to go first. Um, you see, in the ancient Near East, um, it was the practice of the older daughter to marry first. Um, you see, what this does, in case we don't understand this, uh, in the in, in our 21st century Western minds uh, is that it prevents the younger sister from shaming the older sister who may not be as easy on the eye uh, and it prevents a financial drain on the family because now they don't have to take care of an unmarried daughter for the rest of her days. Uh, uh, they, had, uh, they had a method uh, to the madness. Uh, uh, but so Jacob, Jacob, Jacob enters another agreement. I'm giving you a, um, some details, yet some high levels um, uh, of the story. But he enters another agreement with Laban to work another seven years in order to get Rachel. But Laban says, not until the bridal week is over. What is the bridal week? Well, the bridal week is really a seven-day period after the wedding where the bride and the groom are relieved of their work duties. In other words, they can take a little vacay. Uh, they can take a little downtime, a little get to know each other kind of time, if you know what I mean. And it really is so the couple can spend more time coming together so that pregnancy can take place early in the marriage. Ah, uh, that's that 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 that's what a bride week is. Sort of sort of like what we might call a honeymoon. Now, amen, somebody. And after that week, uh, she is given Rachel is given to Jacob, but she's but he still has to work for seven more years. Uh, so now, now we can see just in 15 verses that Jacob has gotten himself in a catch 22. Uh, in today's terms, we would say that it's complicated. Uh -huh. And there is not an easy way out of this one. But believe it or not, people of God, the drama is just getting started because we ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, but before, before we go further, let me pause here and talk about a few things uh, that might help us before we, or when we find our own selves in a catch-22. Um, you see, our recommendation to the house this morning is to make a few what I like to call notes to self. Oh, yeah, yeah, to help keep 
from getting tied up in these complicated situations. My first note to self is this, and I hope somebody is taking some notes. Can I tell you this? Listen here. You can't believe everything you see or hear. I think I'm on to something already. I know, I know, I, I, I know, I, I join in with most of you all. We get excited when the new year is just beginning. Uh, you see, New Year's, uh, we will say out with the old and in with the new. Yeah, we do. Uh -huh. The new year definitely brings us new hope and it gives us a fresh start. Uh, that's why we do our New Year's fast because it's in that beginning of the year where we can seek God and we can pray more and we can uh, cleanse our temple and we can do all of those things. Gives us a, a, a kind of a, 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 a starting over kind of a point. Um, but may I remind you people of God that these, these years are also filled with challenges, uh, hidden agendas, uh, and often unhealthy situations. Uh, basically, basically, come on, I'm just going to break it down real clear for you. Basically, a new year really means that the earth has just made another trip around the sun. And that trip takes 365 days. But when we jump into a new year, y'all, I got to tell you all this. Remind yourself that, uh, that who people are last year are who they are this year. God. Uh -huh. If you were trifling last year, well, then you're going to be trifling this year. If they were petty last year, then more than likely, y'all, don't, 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 you don't, don't take this to the bite, but more than likely, they're going to be petty this year. If they lacked honesty and integrity and faith grounded in the name of Jesus Christ last year, unless they make a concerted effort to, to change, they still going to lie, they still going to cheat, and they still going to lack faith this year. Oh, I, I hope I'm not depressing anybody. I, I hope y'all still got your chins up, uh, but, but hang with me just a little while. Hang with me. You see, we live, we live in a time where we are all bombarded uh, with lots of information. Uh, uh, we hear a lot, uh, and we see a lot. And it's hard to tell sometimes what's truth and what's a lie. Uh, can I just tell you all, I'm just being transparent this morning, that my children have already warned me uh, more than one time that I need to be careful on social media platforms uh, because everything I see and, and I read is not always legit. Uh, you see people that are selling things and promoting businesses and and, and, and all like that. You see, it looks good and it sounds good, but, but can I just tell somebody uh, that sometimes it ain't nothing but a trap to lure you in and to get your hard-earned money. You won't get the prize. You won't get the outfit. You won't get the product. You just look and your money is gone. Uh, so we can't be careful. We got to be careful because we can't believe everything we see and hear. Oh, can I get to the text real quick here? 
in the text in verses 16 through 20, it reveals a situation where Laban and his nephew have come into agreement. They've come into uh, enter into a contract that, de- that Jacob will work for him for seven years and he will give him his daughter Rachel. I'm talking about that fine one to him after the seven years are over. And Jacob thought he could trust his uncle, hallelujah, to be truthful to what he said. But we see in the text that he said one thing, but he did another. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we can't believe everything we hear and see. You see, what the Bible is teaching us is that just because you made it in the Bible doesn't mean you are upright and blameless. Uh, I know, I know, I know. We think if you in the Bible, then you all that in a bag of chips. But I came by to tell somebody today that you can be in the Bible and still be messed up. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You see, you see, I'm telling you that they had some faults. They had some flaws. And they had some frailties. Ah, just like we do now in this day. So can I tell you, you can't believe everything that we see and we hear. I want you to make a note to yourself for 2022 that all that glitters is not gold. Some of that stuff is just painted on. Oh, God. We cannot always be blinded by the light. And everything ain't what it looks like. Oh, come on saints. You see, the Bible says that Jacob's love for Rachel was so strong that the seven years of hard work seemed just but a few days. Now, you know that's some love right there. Seven years? Feeling like just a few days? I want to tell you all something else. Write this down. You better be careful of what and how you love. You see, sometimes love can lure us into a catch-22. It could be for the love of money. Oh, you know the Bible tells us that it is the love of money that is the root of what? All evil. Uh, It could be uh, the love of stuff. Uh, And you know all of us got plenty of stuff. Uh, uh, But see, see, when we see that stuff, um, it'll make you want to buy stuff. uh, Stuff you don't need. uh, And more importantly, you can't afford. Uh, Oh, somebody help me this morning. uh, Or the love of being in relationships uh, that you ought not be in and you should not touch uh, with a 10-foot pole. I don't know who this is for this morning, but I hope I'm helping somebody. Oh, glory to God. But since, since, since church, since, since we cannot believe everything we see and hear, come on, come on, come on, how are we going to work this? Then we're going to have to govern ourselves through the word of God. We're going to have to go to our God and ask him to restrain us by his spirit and ask him for sound judgment that only our God can provide. Oh, I hope I have somebody out there that can wave your hand this morning and say, that's right, that's right, Pastor. I know that's right. So you can't believe, Pastor Keith, everything that you see or hear. I'm going to tell you something else. Come me something else. I got another, uh, a second note to self. A second note to self. 
But we want you to learn to confront your catch-22s. Oh, 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 oh. You see, you see, in our text this morning, in verses 22 through 27, it shows us what happened in the morning when Jacob woke up, uh, came to himself, uh, and got his head clear uh, He when he found out that he had slept with Leah instead of Rachel. Oh, I know, I know, I know. That must have been a time. Oh, Jesus. Uh, after working seven long years to get her as his wife, uh, only to wake up and find out that something went way wrong. It went way wrong. Uh, this, um, this situation kind of kind of takes me back, and I think about uh, that old movie you all still watch it. We still watch it called The Color Purple. Uh, you all remember Mr. Uh, he was one of the main characters uh, in the movie, and, and, and Mr. was trying to get his hands on Nettie. Uh, uh, but her daddy said that he could only have Silly. Uh, and he let it be known that he could not have Nettie, uh, and, and that he couldn't have her now, and he couldn't have her never. He said that Silly might be ugly, uh, but she make him a good wife. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, and just like the story where Jacob wanted Rachel, uh, that pretty one that he had his eyes on, Mr looked at Celia and he did take her home as his wife but his heart was set on Nettie oh that's how Jacob felt his heart was set on his lovely Rachel well you see you see after Jacob realized he had been tricked he confronted Laban about the change of plans you see the thing about change of plans is that when only one of the parties know about the change then you got a problem you see after Jacob realized he had been tricked he confronted Laban because he had fulfilled his part of the agreement and worked seven years for his bride after Jacob realized that he had been tricked he confronted Laban about cheating him oh can I talk to you all right now about 2022 can we tell you all that God wants us to confront our dilemmas and our issues head on. Not everything is to be skirted around. Not everything is to be swept under the rug. But we need God to help us, to lead us, and to guide us when we find ourselves in these upside-down situations. I came to tell the church this morning that there are advantages to confronting our mess. Oh, what you're talking about, Pastor? Well, the first thing can I tell you is that when we confront, and I'm talking about confronting with respect and with purpose. I'm not talking about rolling up on people and yelling and screaming at them and calling them out of their name. I'm talking about with respect 
and with purpose. It allows us to hear the other person's thought process and understand how they feel too. In other words, it's a two-way situation and prayerfully we can get a better understanding. The second thing that it can do is can move relationships in a more positive direction so we can have more open communication. In other words, our confront confrontation can move our relationship from being stuck and stagnant. Oh, yes, it can, Pastor. And can I tell you this? Mastering the skill is vital to our growth, especially when you are a leader. Oh, when we fail, when we fail to confront some stuff, it allows the devil to get busy. We need to confront him with the power of God. If you need some simple deliverance, I say take it to the Lord and leave it there. People of God, can I tell you that God is not up to tricks uh, in 2022 uh, as we have entered this new year can I tell you that the devil uh, is going to do what he has always done uh, but God is still able to keep you and bless you uh, in 2022 uh, yeah. Laban's moves were much like that what the devil plans for us uh, you see he will change a perfectly good situation uh, into an ill logical and unrecognizable negative one. You see, but the Bible reminds us, oh, I hope somebody is helping me preach this this morning. The Bible reminds us in John 10 and 10a that it is the thief who comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And 1 Peter 5 and 8, y'all hang on to this one, says, be alert and of sober mind because you got an enemy, the devil, who is prowling around, hallelujah, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I don't know about you this morning, but he has tried to do that to me in my life. But I got Jesus, and he has been more than enough for any of my catch-22s. I am one who has had a test that's turned into a testimony for what the devil has tried to throw at me. Oh, I want somebody to vow to make 2022 the year that you decide to confront and resolve those catch-22s that have been pressing in on you. I want you to know, come on, come on, let's do a review. You can't believe everything you see or hear and you gotta confront your catch-22s. And finally, here's your third note to self. Can I tell you, you can't, you can't believe it. You gotta confront it. And my third C is you gotta call on the name of Jesus. Yeah. I need somebody in the house, wherever you might be, to understand that in 20... In 2021, you have been caught. You may have been caught between a rock and a hard place. 2021 was one of those years for the record. And I know what it feels like because you probably felt like giving up. But can I remind you in the text? 
that in verses 28 through 30, Jesus was in a situation that would make most of us, I mean, Jacob, I'm sorry, was in a situation that would make most of us want to just throw in the towel and walk away from what it is we thought we wanted. But because he wanted Rachel, he hung on in there and worked for seven more years. And we don't see it yet in the story, but even in his catch-22, um, the hand of God is at work. Uh, oh, y'all keep listening. Uh, but but can I tell you something? Uh, you may have felt like uh, the catch you were in would never end uh, and it would serve no good purpose. Uh, and, and, and sometime we get in a catch-22 and it just feels like, uh, it just seems like uh, nothing can ever get better. But we came to encourage your hearts this morning. Uh, well, in 2022, uh, we need somebody to toss your catch-22s uh, to the curb. Uh, can I tell you this? Uh, I want you to put on your spiritual imagination uh, just real quick with me uh, and put it, get and get in your spiritual calm and do like we say let Jesus take the wheel you see in 2022 we gotta get serious about our catch 22s by calling on the name above all names I said the name of Jesus and turn our situations over to the Lord and I believe in fact I know that he is able to work it out. You see, you tried it your own way. You made your own plans. And you even stepped up with your own solutions. But they did not work. Because Jesus is the only way that we're going to make things work out like they ought to work out. Oh, glory. You see, the scripture tells us uh, again in John 10, 10, uh, the B clause says that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. This is the exact reason that Christ came down 42 generations because on our own, he knew. And now we know that we cannot get out of our own life's catch 22s but we needed an intervener or oh, we needed church and in between a major problem solver Jesus came Jesus came Jesus came Jesus came and substituted his life for our catch 22s on the cross for that reason Forgetting, hallelujah, somebody need to say hallelujah, forgetting his own catch 22 so that he could save anybody, he could save everybody that's willing, that's willing, that has a heart to accept him as Lord and Savior of all. Oh, we got more for you in 2022 to look at these catch-22s. 
So come back next week where we have more. And as the guy used to say, where we can share the rest of the story. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the people of God, let me hear you just say, Amen. Amen and amen.